Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Hour number two of the early line live right here on Sports Cut. I'm coming also alongside Donnie Wrightside, who just gave out a nice hero of the night to Kiefer Sykes. Exactly what we were breaking down just a couple of moments ago. But we got to preview this Major League Baseball board or actually recap it. Excuse me, Donnie, because there was a lot of big action last night. And, you know, it's funny because... A part of me is like, do I just buy into the gimmick that every single day I ask Donnie about the Yanks odds to make the playoffs, win a World Series, win the AL East? Here's how I'll frame this, though, Donnie. There is only one division in all of Major League Baseball that has four teams at sub 10 to 1 to win their division. There's only one other division that has three teams at sub 10 to 1 to win their division. To give people an idea, the San Diego Padres are 13 to 1 to win the NL West, and they're not they're chasing down according to the odds a team that's not even in first place. The AL East According to the odds, you're almost, Donnie, feels like it's all up for grabs. The Rays are even money. The Red Sox, losers of five in a row, plus 155. The Yanks are plus 750. And Toronto is 9-1 with their return to the Rogers Center here. It is fascinating to me, Donnie, to watch this AL East market continue to move. No, it is interesting to watch also because you have the top two teams seemingly leaking oil between the Rays and the Red Sox right now, plus 100 and plus 155 as they do battle for the top spot. But also taking a look at the Yankees now, plus 750 here. Nice win last night. And it put a lot on the line with the Yanks yesterday, Kevin, in that game. What are you kidding me, Donnie? Yanks can't hit anybody. So trust me on this one. Going up against the lefties, should be able to hit. How about Dinger Tuesday coming out of the gate? I think Aaron Judge will go deep. Yes, he did. Hey, Anthony Rizzo got a nice little plus money number there to get an RBI. Yes, he got that as well. 13 runs on the board for the New York Yankees. Finally busting out in that game. You have to take care of your business against teams that don't deserve to be playing against you, which obviously the Orioles looking more to the offseason than playing in the regular season. We'll see if they were able to buoy that off a victory and try to continue it. But when you want to make up games, it's nice where you can start a run, which maybe the Yankees can do, and finish it by saying the Rays and the Red Sox going into a slide as well. You can turn that nine games into eight, six and a half, five and a half, four and a half, and three and a half as you get closer to the end of the month here in August. The interesting thing about this Yanks game is, well, one, I think Donnie actually would be more than willing to talk about it, as he mentioned, because they, they did do right by him, even if they did make him sweat it out. Anthony Rizzo with an unbelievable performance at the dish. But this is, look, nobody is going to throw a parade because they hit up this Orioles pitching staff. They're terrible. But the day before, they saw maybe their worst starter in Jorge Lopez and were one hit by him through six innings. And that was the thing about this Yankees performance. 13 runs on 15 hits. Only two home runs in the game for the New York Yankees. They did it in a way that they've really not done all season long, and they put up their season high. Very impressive in that respect. 
Boston, though, now is a team to watch here, Donnie, because they are losers of five games in a row. As you said, it leaking oil. Maybe they need Kyle Schwarber to get healthy and give them a boost. We'll bring the radio audience into the fold. Thanks to all those that are listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio, all of our radio affiliates out there. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside breaking down some of uh, the baseball uh, action that we saw yesterday, Donnie. But, I mean, if you're a Boston Red Sox backer, any panic here right now with where this team is currently sitting and the way that they're performing? There's ebbs and flows in Major League Baseball. It's a long season. You're going to go on winning streaks. You're going to go on losing streaks. But it's how you can cut off those losing streaks to try to propel yourself to a playoff chance that legitimately the Boston Red Sox do have here. You're also seeing Chris Sale throwing these simulated games. He's due back just about any week now at this point to maybe give him a boost. It'll be nice to get Kyle Schwarber. But even last on an in-play sports night as we were watching, Kevin, you know, a 3-2 to two lead by the Tigers. And we're saying at this point, like, hey, when do we jump in? When do we not jump in? It's a good thing we didn't because the Red Sox didn't score from the sixth inning on yesterday and ended up losing to the Tigers mm-hmm. four to two. Hey, look, the Tigers, as we used to laugh at them over the past couple of years, at least they're being competitive this year. 52 and 57 and 31 and 24 at home. So it's not like you just go into Detroit and walk over those. But when you're in a battle for first place to try to make the playoffs like the Boston Red Sox are, you need much better than going on a losing streak at this time because what happens, Kevin, as you pointed out, there's a lot of teams that are yeah. talented in that division. You're giving them hope, whether it be the Rays or even further back, the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. When those teams see a slide, they see blood in the water. And if they can pick up games against inferior opponents like they did yesterday, that bodes well for the rest of the run. And maybe we see a four-team race in the last two weeks in the AL East. It could happen. We also might see a three-team race in the NL East. The Mets division lead over the Phillies, one and a half games over the Atlanta Braves, two and a half games. They just dropped another game to the Miami Marlins and the Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Donnie ended up in the win column last night. Yeah, here come the Philadelphia Phillies, and I don't know if it's maybe smoke and mirrors just playing bad baseball teams and picking up games. That's good, but also keep in mind, the Mets are playing a bad baseball team and lost two games in the standings over the past few days against the Miami Marlins. That'll be an interesting one to watch all the way through and watch out for Atlanta. To me right now, maybe the team with the most talented trade that take deadline moves to help them propel them, it's a three-team race. It'll be fun to watch. Odds to win the NL East, the Mets minus 125, the Braves plus 250, and the Phils plus 270. Three teams at lower than 3-1 to one to win the division at this point in the season is really interesting. Come on back here. The early line continues on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are right back here on the 
early line. We're getting set for some more action this week on the PGA Tour. Last week, we were checking out the Olympic stage in terms of golf, but we're back here at the St. Jude Invitational. Strong field this week. Kepka, Marikawa, Shoffley. We've got Spieth, JT, Dustin Johnson as the top six on the board. I mean, that is a packed field here. Looks like people are excited to get back after on the PGA Tour. Let's start things off with a course preview from our guy Dubs Anderson. This week on the PGA Tour, we got the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational 10 off this Thursday in Memphis, Tennessee at TPC South win. The Olympics are now done. The four majors, they're in the bag. We're only two weeks away from the FedEx Cup playoffs. There's a lot to play for right now and a lot of money at stake. So either step up or step aside, big time players only. What do we know about the FedEx St. Jude Invitational? Well, it's a WGC event. 66 players only this week, 48 of the top 50 will be there. John Rahm, notable exclusion. It'll be very international field. No cut. So everyone's got a chance moving into the weekend. And look, there's only 66 guys. The bottom 16, they just make up the numbers. So we got a great chance to back a number this week. What are we looking for on this golf course? TPC South win. Past 70, measuring over 7,200 yards. It's a long one. It's a brute. 94 bunkers, 10 water hazards. There's a lot of trouble out there. What have we seen in the past? Justin Thomas won here last year. Brooks Kepka won the year prior. A lot of the big names do very well on this golf course because they've got that advantage in the long game. Key stats I'm looking at, strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach, and when you've got a long golf course, what happens? Greens and regulation goes down. So what do you need? You need scrambling. Get up and down. Keep yourself in the mix. Now, I think a big name wins it this week. One of the guys from up top of this board, but I'm not talking about a guy coming from Tokyo. So stay away from them. They had the Open, then they went to Tokyo. Now they're traveling back to Memphis. That's a lot of traveling. Those guys are going to be exhausted. Favor a big name. Favor a guy who's coming in here fresh with a bit of form. And I think you'll do all right. Keep it locked on the grid all week. We'll be talking about the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational Team up this Thursday. Get your tickets in. Let's have ourselves a week. Tell you what, man, Dubs right there takes a couple of cups of coffee right before getting ready, and I absolutely love it. Really interesting there, Donnie, to get set for the St. Jude Invitation. I know one piece of news, though, that you're not happy about. No cut line, which means no make-the-cut parlay boost. That's what's great about Dubs Anderson. So we're saying, like, now, wait a second. Usually we get a cut line, then we get maybe a favorite to actually win this tournament here. And he answered all the questions right there in that video, so no longer needing to hit the cut line. But the one thing that you do look at, Kevin, is outside of, like, the major tournaments, you like to see these tournaments where the superstars come out to play, and you're certainly getting that here. If we look at the FanDuel Sportsbook here, the odds to win the tournament, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Zayton Shawfle, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and on down the list you go. So superstar after superstar, which which leads me right into, Kevin, the odds boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook for this weekend's tournament. Not a bad one. Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, or Jordan Spieth to finish as the top American here in the tournament. So when we look at the actual odds, Brooks Kepka one, Colin Morikawa two, Jordan Spieth third in odds to uh, win the tournament itself. That's not a bad odds boost as we take a look from plus 210 up to plus 280, Kevin. So I think I need to be in on this. And also keep in mind, there mm. is no cut line. So if your golfer struggles a little bit over day one or day two, you don't say, ah, Morikawa can't win this. You can charge down the back stretch there on Saturday and Sunday with no cut line here. Which is a great point. It keeps the top of the board live throughout, which is why I think you heard Dubs talk about getting involved with that group. One of my problems, though, Don, is that Colin Morikawa does fit the bill in terms of guys that look, goes out there, wins the Open Championship. Now he's involved with the Olympics. Okay, now he's back here at St. Jude. I know the guy's amazing. There's only so much, though, that he can do. But what about Jordan Spieth? Dubs broke down Spieth's game for us a little bit here. He is 14-1 to to win the St. Jude Invitational and, of course, is a part of the all-important odds boost. Let's check in with Dubs and what he expects from Spieth this week at the St. Jude Invitational. We've got the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational 10 off this Thursday on the PGA Tour, and I'm here to give you the inside lane to back in this week's outright winner. Now, some of the guys coming in here a little jet-lagged, a little fatigued, and others come in with a bit of extra pressure. We're only two weeks out from the FedEx Cup playoffs. 
But I'm looking at a guy right in that sweet spot. He comes in hungry, and he comes in with form after a two-week layoff. Yes, you're thinking right. Mr. Jordan Spieth, the comeback kid of 2021. Look at what he's done over the last 14 weeks since the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Talk about an absolute tear. He's only had the one win at the Valero Texas Open. But look at what he's been doing. Top fives, top tens. We saw at the Open. Runner-up. This is a course that suits him well as well. He's played here seven times. Two top tens. Look at some of his key stats. 20th strokes gain approach. 7th in strokes gain around the greens. Top 50 in sand saves. That's what you need to do well this week. I see Jordan Spieth right in the mix here Sunday afternoon at 16-1 with the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think that's a great play. Get on Jordan Spieth to win the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Come on, you've done worse. Interesting to know that that number from 16 to 1 is now down to 14 to 1. It shows that folks are backing speed there. Donnie, and you've got Brooks as the favorite, even if maybe Morikawa is a, a little bit tricky. Do you think that's enough for you to take that ounce boost? I think it is. It's a nice price. And also, Kevin, sometimes when we take a look at betting, because keep in mind, you can't bet that much money on it, but it's nice to have because you have four days of golf to cheer on those three guys to take down the leaderboard. And I'm pretty sure on Saturday and Sunday, the guys that they're giving you here on the FanDuel Sportsbook here for that odds boost will be in contention with Kepka, Morikawa, and Spieth. Like the breakdown by Dubs there, and why not? Like, Spieth almost took down, you know, a major championship just a few weeks ago. Who's to say he can't come right back here and have an honest effort here in Memphis? I like the move. And again, Dubsy moving prices here. 16-1, already down to 14-1. Mm. Where is this going to end up before they even hit the tee for the first time? I like that odds boost. I'm going to be participating in that one for sure. Four days of golf, sign me up. I think it's going to end up being a leave it for me, if only for the fact, Donnie. Oh, come on. Stop. The top six golfers are all American. Respecting Dubs. I mean, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on a minute. Now, getting involved with Spieth to just win the thing at 14 to 1. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Here comes the OKW getting Uh in trouble again just because Donnie's setting traps for me. (laughs) But why are we just not betting guys to win this thing outright here? Like, why am I messing around with the top American? Basically, what? Because what am I, too worried that Rory's going to win the whole thing? I'm just saying, like, Donnie, that... The top six choices on the board are all American. So you mean to tell me, Donnie, that you've been breaking down Rory left to right and you know that it's his week coming up here. Is that what yeah, I'm hearing? All I know is, yeah, all I know is the Dubsy's, you know, really good golf guy around the Sports Grid Network, comes on all the yeah. shows, gives great information. We show a video. You're like, yeah, you know, cut that video out here. I don't need yeah. that video. I'm not going with that. Come on. I'm back in Dubs. Dubs, if you're watching this, I got your back on this one. See, I, again, I feel like what I was trying to say has been misconstrued. This is Shohei Otani all over again. I said Vladdy had a decent year, and it turned out that I thought Otani one of the worst players in the league. I don't understand. What I'm trying to say is bet Spieth to win the whole thing, which is what Dubs said. I don't understand. See, you know, I'm just the odds boost here is top American. The top six choices are all American. That, to me, yeah. means that we should just be betting these guys to win. That's just how I'm seeing it right now. I, I, 14 to 1 on Spieth, 11 to 1 on Brooks there. I, I mean, we can get involved with Dustin Johnson at 18 to 1. It feels like it's it's been a while since DJ's walked one of these things home. They even have Donnie and Market on betting without Brooks, Morikawa, Shoffley, Spieth, and yeah. Thomas, where Rory and Dustin are the two favorites of 14 to 1. That's an interesting market and something I don't know if I've seen FanDuel do before. I mean, I haven't really bet all that much golf outside of, you know, with the major championships and taking the cut line and the odds boost. But that's a fascinating market where you take out some of the favorites and then try to play into it behind it. That might be something that we might have to ask questions on and see if we can get some information on that as well, because that is an interesting one as well. I also think the top tens are always going to be noteworthy there because there's still plus money to be had. If this is a week that profiles as a good week for the top of the board, then you grab four or five of these guys here and hope that you can occupy just a couple of them to occupy spaces inside the top 10 with plus money chances. It's a good move. Kepka plus 120. Shoffley, plus 130. Same price on Colin Morikawa. And then Spieth, plus 170. You've got Justin Thomas at that same number, and even DJ at plus 195. A couple of shots on the big names there at top 10s does make some sense. We take a break here on the early line. When we come on back, take it or leave. It starts off with some college football win totals. Let's get after it on the other side right here on Sports Grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's get after it here. Take it or leave it. A lot of good options on the board. And keeping the college football world in the mix for us here, the win totals available on the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Oklahoma Sooners. Big-time expectations for this group out of Norman this year. Spencer Rattler is your Heisman favorite. Yesterday, we saw ESPN release their top 25 projections for the preseason, and they put the Sooners at two in front of Clemson, in front of Ohio State. Donnie, the win total is 11. Take it or leave it on over 11 wins for the Sooners. I'm going to take this one here. So the, what that means is, hey, we, we've seen some slip-ups here over Oklahoma the past couple of years, but it's a 12-game schedule, and it sits at 11. So if you do have one loss, you don't lose your bet. You actually get to push it. But here's the thing. In order to cash the bet, yeah. Kevin, we have to win all 12 games on the schedule. Do I think it's comparable? Do I think they could do it? Yes. And we already talked about Iowa State coming to Norman to play as opposed to going over to Ames, Iowa and playing that football game. So when we take a look at the reason why you would like this, you know, seven defenders returning back on defense, six on offense, but more importantly, the coach stays the same, Lincoln Riley, and you still have Spencer Routley, who's the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. A little bit of a weaker schedule. Look at the start here. At Tulane, Western Carolina, Nebraska at home, West Virginia at home, on the road at Kansas State, Texas, you get in that neutral site, TCU at home, at Kansas, Texas Tech at home, Baylor, it almost seems to me like you're waiting on the season to start for Oklahoma, Kevin, in the last two games of the season, which are Iowa State and Oklahoma State. The big game, obviously, you know, is Iowa State at this point because it's going to be at home. They're going to be favored in that game. They should win that. And then you have Bedlam the following week. So the only thing to me that could trip up Oklahoma is obviously the last two games, but also the last two games being the biggest two games where even if you come off a hard-fought victory against Iowa State, you still have to play your in-state rival that, yes, you've dominated, but still, it's going to be in their building. They're going to be excited to play you, and theoretically, you're coming in undefeated, and boy, would they like to mess your season up since they're trying to theoretically mess up the Big 12 in Oklahoma State's mind by leaving the conference along with Texas. I'm going to go ahead and take it here on Oklahoma over 11 wins. I think worst-case scenario Kevin I get a push out of it so that's the most interesting thing about the number Donnie is it almost I'd love odds for them to finish with exactly 11 wins because when you look at it it just feels like whether you bet the over or the under you're you're basically saying like hey do me a favor hold a hundred dollars for me and I'll take it back when the season is over because if you look at Oklahoma since Lincoln Riley has started he has yet to run through the big 12 clean It's yet to happen for him. Is this the year? Is this the best team that Lincoln Riley has ever had? Alex Grinch comes over, fixes the defense for the most part, used to just be absolutely miserable on that side of the football. Out of conference, not much to worry about. Realistically, where are the trip-up spots? At Kansas State? Are they going to lose to Kansas State again? Texas? Like Texas back? Neutral site? 
And then you mentioned it's the last two games of the year. Ultimately, it feels like they finished with 11 wins. If I had to play it, I think I'd rather play it to the under, Donnie, and hope that something goes wrong as opposed to things go perfect for this Sooner squad. But 11 is the perfect number. I want to bring the other Big 12 contender in the fold here because the Iowa State Cyclones are a fascinating group. They bring back so much. Matt Campbell viewed as one of the best coaches in the sport. They bring back Brock Purdy and Brees Hall, a couple of legitimate Heisen contenders in their own right. The win total, Donnie, nine and a half for the Cyclones. Take it or leave it over nine and a half for Iowa State. I think these two teams are by far the best teams in the Big 12. So I'm going to go over again, even though they are going to play each other. So one of these teams is going to give each other a loss. But nine and a half on a 12-game schedule means you do have a little bit of leeway. When you take a look at it, Northern Iowa, they can win that game, obviously. And then also you play Iowa, which is a huge in-state rivalry, Kevin. But where do you play them? You got them at home this year, and that's key. The same ingredient that we're using for Oklahoma of why we'd like them possibly to get their team total over, at least I do, is because they play Iowa State in their own building at UNLV at Baylor, Kansas, at Kansas State. Oklahoma State is a good football team. You get them at home. You go on the road. We'll see what West Virginia has to offer. But you also get Texas at home as well. Obviously, at Oklahoma, TCU to end the season. I think there are 10 wins on the schedule. And you brought up a great point here, Kevin. When you're looking at college football, continuity matters so, so much. Look on the offensive side of the ball. 10 out of 11 starters are coming back. Look on defense. Nine of the defensive starters are coming back. And then when you just take a look at the skill positions where you have that camaraderie, obviously Brock Purdy's coming back. But look at the running backs. Your top two running backs, including four of your top five ground gainers from 2020, are coming back. Also look at the wide receivers. The top five pass catchers all coming back. Continuity and aims with a really good football coach. I think they can get that 10-win mark, Kevin. I'm taking it. It's so fascinating because this is projected to be the best Iowa State team that they've had. They have never had a better chance to go out there and make a legitimate push for the college football playoff like they have this season. Here's the interesting thing about Matt Campbell and his tenure at Iowa State. He went there in 2016. They were terrible. 2017 and on, they've been at least above 500. In September, Donnie, they've played 14 September games. They've played that to a 6-8 and eight record. They, they just don't know what they're doing to start the season. They've yet to beat Iowa. That's where this gets really tricky because if they continue to slip up to Iowa and then they drop that game at Norman like they are projected to, then they're going to have to be flawless throughout. But on the other end of it, Donnie, maybe this is their year where they not only beat Iowa and not only get through September clean, but maybe they walk into Oklahoma without a loss on the schedule. And that is certainly plausible here for Iowa State, but I still think I would leave it. I still really do. And I don't know if it sounds like I'm down on the Big 12 this year, but no matter how much they are returning, they have not earned that trust for me. I just can't get there, Donnie. He has a losing record in September since he has turned this program around to a five above 500 squad. They can't beat Iowa. I'm just, I'm not there on Iowa State. I'll say this though, if they do drop the Iowa game, I think their odds to win the Big 12 will become a little bit more interesting because again, that roster is still very, very strong, and maybe they get stronger as the season goes on, which has been typical for the Matt Campbell teams. No, you're right, and there's a lot of valid points there because you're not talking about, the word I like to use, a pedigree program here. They're just trying to be built from within, but when you look at Matt Campbell, he's saying all the right things, like, this is my destination. I'm not looking towards the NFL. I'm not looking to upgrade and take a job like Texas or Florida State or Miami or Florida or any teams like that. I want to build it right here in Ames, and there's a lot to be said about that, and these kids also buying in, Kevin. How many times do we just read about the transfer porthole and guys leaving early to go to the pros? Look at all the really good players coming back and buying into that program program i think it helps him and you're right maybe he does struggle in september but you know how you get over those struggles in september bring everybody back basically from the year before so training camp and football camp goes so much easier and again it is going to be tough to beat iowa but you also have to remember 
fans are back in the stands. They're going to be excited to be back mm-hmm. watching football and knowing before the season. How many seasons before you'd say, hey, look at this. We might have a top 10 program in Iowa City, you know, Iowa State. Unbelievable stuff here. We'll have maximum excitement to start the year, and I expect big things. No, absolutely. And to be fair, too, it is not like they've been routed by Iowa in the tenure of Matt Campbell after the first season. I mean, they got actually obliterated 42-3. to But then a three-point overtime loss and a ten-point loss in 2018. Really, really interesting stuff there. Let's stick with another win total. Because, Donnie, I have to ask you about this number. Eight and a half is now the Indianapolis Colts win total. That's basically a yes-no number on will this team be five or better than 500 and can't be 517 games. It is what it is. Donnie, eight and a half on the Indianapolis Colts. Take it or leave it on over eight and a half wins. Yeah, I, I like the over. But by the way, Kev, eight, eight and one sounds like a pretty good number here to hit that 500 yeah, here in the point. NFL. But obviously, yeah, I, see, I understand exactly what you're saying with the odd schedule in the 17. <laughs> I like the eight and a half today, but I am a value player and a value buyer here. Well, let's just say over the next week and a half, Kevin, comes out, hey, Wentz, it's not going to be five weeks. We're looking like nine weeks now. And that total drops to eight even or even a seven and a half. I'm going to be such a buyer. Let's also remember, this is still a very good football team that was built around Carson Wentz. If you make a move for a veteran quarterback, which I believe they will if they get bad news on Carson Wentz after a week to week and a half to see if he's not getting on the field, maybe there's a setback with his foot injury, you're looking at a team roughly, yes, as you say, eight and a half is basically 500. The tough part of the schedule is the first few weeks, as we talked about already. Seattle at home, the Rams at home, on the road against the Titans, on the road against the Dolphins, on the road against Baltimore. Then it starts to ease up there with the Houston Texans. And also keep in mind, the late bye week is actually a good thing. Let's just say they have the early bye week and when still is in pack. Like, oh, man, it would be nice to have the bye week when he was actually you know, going to be healthy and ready to return from it. They have that bye week with four games to go in the regular season where you should be able to pick that up. I would be shocked. Whether If Carson Wentz plays this season, which we all think he's anticipated doing, and plays a good chunk of the season, like let's just say at least 13 games out of the 17, They're going to be better than 500. It's a really good football team overall with a lot of talent if they stay healthy at some key positions here. I like the over 8.5. There's no reason to believe for me they can't get nine wins even if they miss wins for the first three games of the season, Kevin. Agree across the board, but I think the most important thing is the initial point that you made in terms of I don't need to take the 8.5 right now. Give me more negative news on the quarterback situation. I'll buy the low number. Give me more positive news on the quarterback situation. I'll buy the high number. Remember when Andrew Luck retired while he was on the sideline of a preseason game? Their team total drop, 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 drop. You had to get that thing immediately. They ended up going 7-9. and nine. And this roster is probably far better than that team. Now is Jacoby Brissett better than Jacob Eason? Again, I still have my doubts that Jacob Eason is going to be this team's quarterback. But I think Donnie makes a lot of good points there on the Colts' patience. But it does shade probably to that over. We're taking a break here. A baseball board to preview. Shohei is on the mound. And the AL Cy Young markets have also shifted. Just want to update you on those. Keep it right here. The early line continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're right back here on the early line. I want to update people just quickly on the odds to win the AL Cy Young because we talked about these yesterday, uh, closing up due to Garrett Cole's positive COVID test. It is unbelievable to think that at one point, if you parlayed the Grom and Cole to win their respective Cy Youngs, it was a plus 175 price. Well, now Jacob DeGrom is 11-1 to to win the NL Cy Young, and now Garrett Cole is plus 260, Donnie. Lance Lynn at minus 145. I'm not sure anybody's running to the window on any of these numbers here, but the Garrett Cole move back is interesting, and you mentioned yesterday him specifically having COVID could take a little bit longer to get back than maybe, say, your average position player. Exactly, because when we're talking about big money pitchers here, you always err on the side of caution. Now, maybe he doesn't have any symptoms, any symptoms free here with COVID, but the fact of the matter is you're going to be in quarantine. And the point bringing up is I don't think he's throwing bullpen sessions here to keep himself you know, in the mix, so to speak. So maybe does that set him back instead of missing theoretically two starts just because you know, he's on the 10-day IL? Maybe that turns into Kevin four starts. And also when he comes back, he's not the Garrett Cole that we saw in Houston one night throwing 120 plus pitches maybe he's on a pitch count until midway through September if you're the New York Yankees and you're trying to get your Cy Young award favorite which obviously is now not back on the mound this is disaster because this is when you pay the guy big money every fifth day to take the bump and dominate so you can pick up games in the division in your hopes of making it to the playoffs. This is tough, and I agree with the plus 260 move back where he's no longer the favorite. He's going to miss a few starts here, and it also matters now if if the Yankees can make a run, Kevin. And what happens if the Yankees make a run without him over the next week and a half? Does that also lessen his say, what? Maybe he's not the Cy Young that the Yankees really need him, which obviously we know is not the case. I'm sure it was um, not ideal for his candidacy to miss out on a start against Baltimore, who yesterday, yeah, Luke, you know, Gill make the debut for the Yanks and just six shutout innings, no problem. Like, those are the type of performances that Cole needs. The plus 260 number is there. Is it value? Maybe. But again, at this point, winning ticket or not. Tough to say. Again, these odds have been shifting quite a bit. Might as well start to preview today's board. We'll start the Yanks and the Orioles game here, Donnie. And Matt Harvey takes the mound. So the expectation, once again, should be for the Yankees to hit. But, one, it's a righty and not a lefty. And, two, you've made the point a couple of times here. Matt Harvey maybe figured it out recently. Yeah, the dark night going back into Gotham here for this game to take on the New York Yankees. And you are correct. When we take a look at matchups, you like the Yankees versus left-handed pitching. Obviously, Matt Harvey is a right-handed pitcher. And check out the last 30 days. His XFIP is a little bit high, Kevin, around that 4.6 range. Because, primarily because he doesn't strike out very many batters. You remember Matt Harvey about, what, six, seven years ago, just about striking out everybody in the lineup. It felt like he's no longer hmm. that type of pitcher with enough power. But he's being much more creative. Look at his weighted on-base percentage over the last 30 days, Kevin, the lefties and righties. To lefties, 34 batters he's faced, a 194 weighted on-base percentage with a .061 ISO power number. That's sensational. Now take a look at the right-handed batters, a 258 weighted on-base average and a .040 ISO power number. So if they're getting on-base, they're not doing a lot of damage here getting extra base hits. So credit to Matt Harvey. And also, as we always like to look at the Yankees lineup, how good it looked last night where they were to get into double digits is it's almost equally as bad, Kevin, as how they match up versus righties over the last 30 days. Let's take a look at the weighted on base average numbers. Anthony Rizzo out of the two hole, a 330, just above average. Joey Gallo in the four hole, 355, just above average. But look at the rest of the lineup. LeMahieu, 209. Judge, 260. Stanton, 245. Odor, 257. Sanchez, 242. Torres, 247. And Gardner, 276. Boy, as much as I liked the Yankees last night, Kevin, not so much tonight here in the Bronx for me. Let me give people an idea what Harvey has done in July. First start of July, three and two-thirds inning, six earned against the Blue Jays. Got absolutely tanked. Since then, the Royals, six scoreless. The Nats, 
six scoreless. The Tigers, six and a third, scoreless. The question is, when he played Toronto and got absolutely bashed, okay, better lineup, the Yankees should be closer to that than some of the other teams, or has this guy really figured it out? 18 and a third innings of scoreless baseball for Matt Harvey. I hate to say it, but it would not surprise me if once again Donnie's saying, hey, 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 look at that Yanks team total. Down to two. (laughs) Ones are creeping. Ones are creeping. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Let's continue to move throughout this board here, Donnie. I was hoping that we would have some prop numbers for Shohei as he's on the mound tonight against the Texas Rangers. We do not just yet, but the Angels yesterday finally woke up and hit. They'd scored five runs through five games before getting to double digits last night. They're now a minus 180 favorite against this Rangers team here with a total checking in at eight and a half. Yeah, probably rightfully so. You have the pedigree pitcher on the mound, and Shohei Otani should do well. And how about my guy Jack Mayfield hitting and doing well over the last 30 days? Another home run yesterday going up against the lefty Allard, and over the last 30 days, he's been terrible on the mound. I guess you could pretty much say that for the entire Texas lineup and also pitchers as well. 5.43 XFIP. He's a left-handed pitcher getting absolutely dominated by left-handed bats. 424 weighted on base average. ISO power number 480. Got a guy named Shohei Otani who would like to check into that with a 400 ISO power number and 400 weighted on base average over the last 30 days versus left-handed pitching. So that should move well also. Now, taking a look from Shohei Otani on his side. You don't really get better matchups here than Otani. 4.18 over the last 30 days, his exit, which is okay, but doing a very good job. He's faced about 75 batters, Kevin. How about the lefties? A 303 weighted on base average, which is below average. And how about the righties? A .147. And you look at this lineup going up and down. Connor Falefa, you know, Lowe, Garcia, Haim, Ibanez, Martin, Terry, Holt, and White. Doesn't really make you shiver in your boots. Should we anticipate another nice performance out of Otani? Five to six innings, seven to eight strikeouts, probably picking up the win and increasing his odds, Kevin, to win the NL, excuse me, the AL MVP. Yeah, that that's the one that seems secure. Minus seven fifty, but look, the sad truth is, I mean, injuries have just seemingly dictated so many of these awards in the same way that it did during the NBA season. You just hope that Shohei can stay healthy. I'm still waiting on Trout and Rendon to get back. How about a huge game tonight between the Dodgers and the Astros? Max Scherzer makes his debut against Houston. He himself has a little bit of a history with this team just because the Nats and the Astros did meet in the World Series. That price right now, on a team, any team, playing against the Astros. Right now, minus 235 in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Moving up is unbelievable to see. The Astros with a team total of a flat three. The game is an eight and a half. It's Oda Rizzi on the bump for the Astros here, Donnie. Talk to me about this game. Pitcher's ballpark. It'll be electric atmosphere once again there out in Dodger Stadium. Nice win by the Houston Astros last night. But let's take a look at Max Scherzer on the year. Dominant. 3.64 XFIP number to lefties and righties. Equally as dominant. 245 weighted on base percentage to lefties. To righties, a 272. But now, let's focus here on Max Scherzer over the last 30 days, Kevin. 4.74 XFIP. And also to lefties, 38 batters he's faced over the last 30 days from the left-hand side, a 400-weighted on base average with an ISO power number of 333. If we take a look from the right-hand side, he is doing a good job of getting outs to right-handed batters, a 257-weighted on base average over the last 30 days. But how about the ISO power number creeping up at .233? Keep in mind, .160, .165 is about the average in Major League Baseball. So over the last 30 days, lefties 333, ISO power number righties 233. So maybe getting a little bit of value tonight here on the Houston Astros. But as you say that, it's like, hey, man, not so fast. Look at Odorizzi over the last 30 days. A 5.65 XFIP number, which is extremely high. Left-handed batters absolutely raking him, Kevin. 376 weighted on base average with an ISO power number of 368. Muncy, Seager, Bellinger, and McKinney should be able to hit. If we're looking from a pedigree perspective, the Dodgers should be able to win this game tonight. It's whether or not you want to lay over a $2 price here. I I can't imagine laying that kind of number against Houston. I just can't. Even if it is Scherzer versus Odorizzi, I think you have to look at the 8.5 to the over. Donnie's made a really good point that it feels like when we get these high-profile matchups, they play to the under. 
it's almost like NFL, NBA-esque. It's very odd, but it has profiled that way. We saw it yesterday. I mean, the Astros just shut out the Dodgers. Astros only got to three runs. But if Max Scherzer is potentially a little bit more vulnerable than some of the numbers on the surface would suggest, and the Dodgers should hit Odorizzi, maybe tonight's the game where runs pop off here, and eight and a half could be worth a look. Continuing to move through this baseball board, another big game here for the Philadelphia Phillies coming up as they're trying to chase down the New York Mets. We'll talk about the Mets game in just a moment, but what stands out to me, Donnie, the Nationals are favorites. Look, it's a slight favorite, but the way this team is sold off, the pitching that they're providing here, it's still surprising to see them as a favorite, even if it is very, very slight. No, and you're right. And the reason is, is Chase Anderson's due to get to be on the mound here for the Philadelphia Phillies. So another team that's trying to chase down a playoff spot, which is putting in guys in the rotation or adding them back into the rotation, which basically have no business being back here in Major League Baseball. Now, over the last 30 days, not many starts, not many appearances here for Anderson. He has fared very well. But take a look at overall in the season averages, Kevin. Close to a 6x fit. You can't win baseball games consistently when that's your numbers on the season. Take a look from the right-hand side for a season-long number. 100 batters Anderson has faced. A 427 weighted on base percentage and a 275 ISO power number. Now, the key ingredient here is Anderson actually does a little bit better versus left-handed batters. Take a look at the lineup tonight. Stevenson, a lefty. Soto, a lefty. Bell's a switch hitter. So hold back from the left-hand side. Hernandez, lefty. Garcia, lefty. So if they're going to do the analytical thing here tonight and say, hey, just bat the lefty against the righty, that's actually going to play into the wheelhouse for the Philadelphia Phillies. But again, it's about trust. So basically, we're going to get Anderson on the mound for the Phillies. Hopefully, he goes five innings. And then you turn it over to that bullpen, which always seems to make it interesting on a night-to-night basis. There's no reason in the world the Phillies should be just a slight favorite or roughly a pick or getting a little bit of money here. Every time you line up against a team with the white flag up, you should be minus 150 or higher. And the reason they're not is because the Phillies don't have the front line starting pitching in that number four and number five hole where it's like, hey, hopefully we can win these games when you should be saying, hey, this is an easy win. This is why every single day I look at the Phillies game and I go, all right, that'll be one I have to dive into a little bit deeper because they have the lineup and they have bad pitching every single day. And that's why so often I feel like, oh, should I play the Phillies team total? Nah, let me bring the other team into the fold here. It just, It is like clockwork. I want to bring the Mets game up here because the Mets have now started very slow to start the second half of the season. Slight leads over both Philadelphia and Atlanta. But the Mets have just basically been the kings of splits. That's all they do. We talked about it with their doubleheaders. It's a four-game set with Miami. They've now given Miami. Well, not given, but they've lost the first two games to the Marlins. Donning almost blindly, just give me the Mets tonight here. This is what they've done all season long. They're a minus-150 favorite with Carlos Carrasco taking the mound against Zach Thompson. Yeah, Thompson's going to be on the mound last 30 days, 4.63 XFIP number. He gets rocked by lefties here, specifically over the last 30 days. 25 batters he's faced from the left-hand side. 395 weighted on base percentage and ISO power number 227. Lefties in the lineup here for the New York Mets. Nimmo, McNeil, Smith, and Conforto. The Mets should be able to hit. They should be putting away the Marlins. For some reason, they can't do it. We'll see if Carrasco gives them a nice little bump on the mound tonight as he tries to work his way back into the rotation. The Mets should win this game. Am I going to lay 156? I'm not so sure, though, Kevin. So just so I have this straight, Mets should hit. Yank should hit. I'll see everybody tonight on In Play Sports tonight at around 9-10 as we look for some live team totals over. Keep it right here. The early line continues on Sports Group. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the day here on the early line, a two-hour action-packed episode here. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh, but we turn it over to the morning after. Over the next three hours, Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens. It's a big day for the Syracuse alumnus. Do I hear that, Ariel? Welcome in. It's a huge day for the Syracuse alum. Ben and I are so excited because if you are sick of Syracuse Mafia, well, I'm sorry, because on the morning after, we're going to get it out of the way real quick. That's what we're leading the show with. Uh, spoiler alert, Bayheim's Army ends up coming away with the win in the TBT. They were minus three and a half to do so. Donnie, it was so exciting. These last couple of games for Bayheim's Army, they've just been resilient. Oh, there you go. Now, also, you know, Bayham's Army picks up the win and the million dollars. Is this on the equal footing of maybe if Jim Bayheim picks up a national championship at Syracuse? Is that was that big celebration going off there last night? I was actually laughing about this with someone I was talking to about the game last night. I said, this is the most decorated team in Bayheim history uh, since 2003. <laughs> so in the last 15 years, this is the best team that Bayheim has had his name associated with. He's not even the coach of the team, yet it's called Bayheim's Army because it was uh, – I think it yeah, six former Syracuse basketball players. They did end up leaving the Syracuse Army and going outside, which is where they ended up getting Kiefer Sykes, who was the one that buried the game winning three. He was actually an alum of Green Bay. There you go. The million dollar shot yesterday. And also keeping it in basketball here. It seems like to me, uh, the Lakers signed everybody, Ariel, who's left on the free agent market and filled out the roster. No reason to believe there's a salary cap in the NBA, but a lot of movement here in the odds in the NBA for sure. So much movement. The Lakers are so much closer now to the Brooklyn Nets and the odds. Only about a dollar separates the two of them, if not less. The Lakers deserve to be closer to the Nets even before all these moves. I couldn't believe it opened with the Nets at plus 220 and the Lakers at 6-1. to one. Those odds now around 2-1 to one for the Nets and around 3-1 to one for the Lakers. I could see these two having a hard-fought battle throughout the regular season. Yeah, big moves in the Eastern Conference as well with the Miami Heat and also the Chicago Bulls loading up here for us. But we know we're loading up for the morning after coming up with Ariel Epstein and Ben Stevens, 9 to 12, right here on the Sports Grid Network. We're out of here for the early line. For Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh, we'll see you. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.